and welcome back to another episode of Business is Pleasure. So, my name is John Francis. I am the co-owner of the Clarinol Trading Company. We source, distribute, vintage, contemporary, used, hypebeast. Any type of clothing that our clients want, we will source it for them. Guys, I'm about to warn you right now, I'm a little sick and under the weather. So, you're gonna, I'm going to sound really nasally. Plus, I might sneeze, but don't be alarmed, okay? So every week on Business Pleasure, we take some time to review our previous week, what's going good, what's go not going so well, and just how are the dynamic between Khaled and I are coming along. So this is a time for us to vent and also to repent. <laughs> I don't know, rent, so I guess I'd say that. Um, but the way we always start off Business Pleasure is how was your week? Uh, I was good. Oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry to interrupt you, babe. This is a really monumental episode for us guys. This is episode 40. We initially told ourselves that we wanted to do 40 episodes last year, but you know, things happen. Sometimes you gotta shoot for the stars so you still land in the clouds. And we're happy that we're on episode 40 in the first month of January. So I think we're still on great pace to be consistent and to constantly give out good content to you guys. Let me get a high five, babe. I'm happy. Great job. Keep up the good work, babe. Love you. You too. Thank you. So, how was your week? Um. I can't remember. Break it down. Take your time. Patience. Mm. Think. Think Wonder. It was good. Okay. Um, I feel like I said every time I read this, even if it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I hope it was good. Um, what did I do? I finished the website, so we mm. made like updates and changes to the website. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the new update so far? Um, I think they're good. Mm. Did um, he end up changing those pictures as well? Yeah, okay, he changed. Nice, nice. He changed everything over. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're good. <laughs> Honestly, when I saw the pictures that you took on the actual website, I feel like we need pictures with more color. Yeah? Yeah. Because, okay. like, when you look at it, the white didn't come out the greatest, but... I didn't see that. It's opening soon. So I guess only we can access the website? Because uh, think about it, we still have to put clothes on, right? Which on. makes sense, though, to be honest. Okay, we'll go on, though. Okay, what that's good. But anyways, yeah, so... Yeah, I think like not. It's not like it doesn't have to be done now. But well, honestly, it's not even that serious, man. These are just like I little know, icons. That, like, what did I just say? No, I'm just saying like we don't even have to change them. Okay. Anyways, what did I just say? I literally just said it doesn't need to be done now. Yeah, but, but I'm saying like we probably don't, I'm, I'm probably not even gonna end up doing it, changing it at all. Like, okay, so why am I, I, so why am I <laughs> talking then? No, you could talk, but like that's why we have these conversations, right? So we get a better understanding. Of what's no, going we on. don't make. The, we don't. We're not having this conversation so you can make a decision, right? Yeah, but, but you already made that decision as well too. Like, oh, we're gonna change it. Like, no, are you gonna take those pictures then? Listen. Like, go on, go take the picture then. Go on, no one. Go on. <laughs> okay, stop. Sometimes I like to be extra Jamaican guys, but it's whatever. Go on. Okay, so as I was saying, I feel like don't we try to scoot away from me now. What no, are you scooting? Are you gonna scoot? Move. Why are you scooting? Move. I don't want you touching my leg. Okay, I don't want to touch your leg. Don't worry. Shh, I'll do it to you later. Okay, stop. What's <laughs> that? <laughs> 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 are you saying though? <laughs> no, I'm not cutting that down. Um. Anyway, so as I was saying, um, <laughs> see, I have your mind is all twirled up now, eh? So you're talking about the website. Um, the website. The, the, the white was a bit too yeah, the not white, white enough. It's not. It's not that it's not white enough. It just like on the background, it looks kind of weird. So mm -hmm. I like the colored pictures came out really really nice, mm -hmm. but the 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 white it just looks a little bit off in some in some of them. Mm -hmm. So I was saying, as I was saying, maybe it's something that we should mm -hmm. reassess or look at in the future. Yeah, we'll have a look at it and see how it goes. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. That's all I said. Okay. 
See how like we had communication, and you didn't just make a decision right there. I know, and I think sometimes with myself, that's what like really hinders us in terms of communication. Cause I'll just jump the gun. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, what the heck? Like, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing that. Yeah, it's not necessary. Like, if I waited like three extra seconds, I would have like had a better understanding of what you were talking about. It. But honestly, but the thing was like, what bothers me sometimes is that like I feel as if like you bring up those issues because you know that you can't complete them for yourself. So it's more as if like you're placing a task onto me. Cause like let's be honest, you're not gonna take the well, pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what that's what like bothers me. You know what I mean? Okay, but but again, like I said, I never said it was something that we had to do absolutely right now or at any time. I'm just saying it's something we should consider. Okay, fair enough. That's all I Even though you're you're saying that now, but before you were saying you didn't let me finish. Before you were saying, oh yeah, you we never should change let me finish. it. We're gonna review the tape next time, and okay. we're gonna see Roll that the he's like, <laughs> we're gonna put back the tape. tape. <laughs> we're gonna see that you're like, well, we should we need to change this. I don't like the way it looks. Roll but, the tape. But regardless, like, of course, if I have some extra time, like, we'll make it. Roll the tape. Babe, we're moving on from that. Like, okay, relax. so yeah, take a deep breath, babe. Relax. What's wrong with hands you? Hands are cold. Kaz, um, so Kaz college that she worked what are you at. You're gonna tell people about me now. So Kaz college that she worked at, they were shut down for the, the day because we have this crazy snowstorm going on in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So she's not accustomed to like spending so much time with me. Um, on this what this day Monday. Yeah. On Monday. Usually this is like her four hour break for me. So right now she's on edge, guys. So you know, it's okay. I'm a little on edge, she's but I'll edge. survive. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. I got the website done, so that's uh something I checked off my list. So that was good. Mm-hmm. And then um, basically just like organizing all of our events that we have coming up mm-hmm. for the most part. But other than that, that's about it. I had a dream that I went picking tip the other night. What was that like? You know what's crazy? Like, ever since I've been doing this full-time, you haven't gone picking in, like, four or five months, right? Well, the other day, you went with me the other day, and you hated and I it. I hated it. You hated it. Like, oh, my God. Like, she was picking, like, for ten minutes, and she's like, oh, are we almost done? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, oh. Honestly, it she's was like, oh, the clothes are too far down. I can't reach the clothes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay, no. Oh. It wasn't that, first off. It wasn't in my natural element. I'm used to, like, picking at, like, different places. Like, that place was cool to pick at, but, like, I was cold, and, like, I, I was tired. And I was hungry. Like, those three things together don't mm-hmm. work for me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just a bunch of excuses I hear, though. Okay, well, you're not feeling what I'm feeling, so it's fine. No, no, no. I don't feel those excuses. I'm sorry. They're not excuses. It was yeah. reality. I'm calling. I was so tired. I, <laughs> I was hungry, too, so I couldn't pick properly. But what's cool, though, because we were still able to get, like, a bunch of, like, really nice pieces from there. And then tell them about Yo, this, <laughs> yo this is the craziest part. So, we start, we, so, when we go to the States, we start to realize, like, hey... It kind of makes sense for us only to bring like the dopest vintage pieces that people will really, really be attracted to. Because one, we already have such a high bottom line going to the States because of like airfare, bus fare, food, right? There are all these different expenses that we kind of have to make back by doing the events. So we're like, yeah, we're going to get the best pieces ever. So we went to this new place now and got some like really dope pieces. So we end up bringing maybe like 20 of those really like popular I guess higher higher price point piece vintage pieces, and guess how much of them we were able to sell, guys. So many. Not one. <laughs> the generic pieces that we would generally bring to the events, like a NASCAR tee, a Mickey Mouse tee, people were still attracted to those things. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's why it's like, when we do pick events, it's so difficult to understand the market because the market in Toronto might be extremely different from the market in Philadelphia. So if you don't have an understanding of your market, even though it's the same type of clientele, you can really be like held back if you don't understand who you're selling to. And you know what I just thought of too? Cause like when you were there, you said that a lot of the people that were doing like high end streetwear were kind of just like mixing in like a little bit of vintage with their streetwear. Mm-hmm. So like 
when you think about it, at least for this time of year, it's easier to incorporate a little t-shirt than it is to incorporate like a big like fila windbreaker with like big fila like tricolor stripes all over it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Into your like hype beast or like high end streetwear type <laughs> of look. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like having a t-shirt, putting like I don't know, maybe like an off white jacket over that, and some like I don't know whatever shoes like they were. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But you know, with that, it's easier to like kind of blend all of that together than like say a big like flashier piece mm-hmm. that someone say here that was like really really into vintage would like. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that's one of the craziest things too is that like there are different dynamics of people depending upon the event, depend upon the location as well too, right? So I think with us like it's all trial and error, right? Because we, we always get a better understanding of the market by actually going to the event, figuring out what people like. Because I'll, I'll definitely do that event again, but now it's more so going to be like more cognitive of like, okay, well, maybe the price points for like the off-white piece that we bring are a bit too high. Mm-hmm. So let's bring some bape. Because like bape is something that like we necessarily don't love. But when I, when I went to that event, not a lot of people were really selling bape, you know what I mean? And I think bape would have been a better price point selling like an $80 to like $120 t-shirt compared to like an off-white t-shirt that's like $250, $260 USD. Yeah, but then it's different here because whenever we bring bape to events here, it collects dust. Yeah, right? So that's why it really depends. That's why that's why it's up to us to do all our homework and really get educated on like which markets that we're in. Like, you know, because the Toronto market is totally different from the Detroit market, different from the New York market. So for us, it's like really, really just trial and error. Like, yeah. you know, and that's why I think like we've always said like, hey, we want like different price points. The vintage, of course, would be the lowest Then like that middle price point, whether it's like Supreme, Bape or not, or like Comme de Garçon. Then we have the high price point, like the high end stuff. Right. Yeah. So I think like we should try to get like that middle, that middle piece again, not, not necessarily Bape, but something that like, hey, I don't really want vintage and I don't really want the super high end fashion stuff. Let's meet in the middle. What about um, cost? cause yeah cause, like cause i think would have done like fairly well there yeah. like i think cause would have done well if we had some supreme that would have done fairly well supreme does well everywhere but like supreme's more so higher priced right not yeah but it's not as high as like the um the off-white right that's true yeah so like but i don't know i think it's something that we constantly have to figure out and constantly we're gonna be just like we're, we're, we're something that we're constantly gonna be bumping into but the reality of it is like that is business you know what i mean you're always going to find these little kinks in the road and we got to be like cognitive enough to realize what is working what's not working yeah. because like the off-white does work and it did sell and a lot of people were interested in it but it was just that like oh, that price point that price point you know what i mean and i can definitely understand it because like me personally i'm not a huge fan of off-white but the client that we work with love it so mm-hmm. i i gotta like bring it for them and i think like sometimes we have this perception that people who are like spending like five six hundred dollars on like one item that like it's easy for them to afford mm. and like that's not always the case especially when it comes to like clothing like yeah we like to think that like clothing are necessities and we all need to buy but like when it comes to something that's like high end like that you don't need it it's obviously 100%. it's obviously a want but even with that being said like there are a lot of people who will like scrunch together any money that they have just to get that you mm-hmm. know what i mean so like that's something that we have to keep in mind too. Like, it's not always like people who can afford the clothing mm-hmm. buying it. It's people who are like literally pulling all of their money together and being like, "Yeah, I'm spending like half a paycheck on this just because I want." Yeah, it. and I think that's one of the hardest part is because like there are all these different socioeconomic issues that do come into play. Mm-hmm. For instance, it's like when we're in Vancouver now, 
those kids are just like filthy rich out there. So like the price necessarily isn't an issue. When mm-hmm. we go to New York, it's such a diverse city that you have people who are like uh, a bit standoffish because of the price. Then you have people who are just balling as well too, right? Yeah. So then when you go to somewhere like Philadelphia, it's a new market for us. So like we're unsure of like what pieces we should bring and what the price points should be. Because I think it's really important that like depending on your product, your price point should fit that market. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you were online now and the market, of course, for a vintage tea is $20, sell for $20. But if you're in person now and the market is $15, you should sell for $15. You know yeah. what I mean? Of course, as long as you don't lose money. But yeah. like you kind of always have to like, the market dictates the price of the item. Yeah. You, just because we want to make $20 off a piece doesn't mean we're always going to make $20 off a piece. And I you know? think like a lot of the times... <coughs> when like we go to events we always like walk around mm-hmm. and like we'll talk to other vendors and mm-hmm. be like hey like what price are you selling this mm-hmm. for not like blatantly but, but, research. but like, we we're kind, research yeah like yeah. we're like kind of doing some a little bit of market research because we don't want someone to be selling something for say like 200 and we're selling it for like 500 yeah and we're not making any money and then exactly or even or like worst case like it just gives us a bad look because mm-hmm. they'll be like oh like they're selling it for this they're much and then, yeah like it makes it seem like we're trying to rip them off which is like obviously we're not right mm-hmm. so like i feel like it's really important to do that for both like high-end stuff and streetwear yeah. and like lower end vintage stuff yeah i think as long as we're not going through like economic hardship like where we're losing money yeah we're of course. money back we should always like skip uh, like like fluctuate the prices depending and like on there the are price. times and there are times when like that's not even possible like remember when we went to that one event where where our actual off-white supplier was there Ugh. right like, I don't know how we made money that day. Like, I, I don't know how we made <laughs> money that I. day. Oh so God. our actual off-white supplier was there, and they were selling their stuff, obviously, which was literally the exact same stuff that we had, and they were selling it for, like, what, like, I don't know, like... Like, like 40, 30% less? Yeah, 30 40% less than, than what, what we, we had, were. Right? And we were literally, like, two tables down. No, like, legit. <laughs> I, I do not know. But like, you know what's crazy about that, though? For us to actually... I think we had them selling maybe, like, five pieces only of off-white that day. For us to, like get those people's sales that's when it's really important for customer service yeah. and engaging with people you yeah. know what i mean because if we were to sit there and just soak the whole time and be like oh fuck like there's no point like why are we even here yeah we wouldn't even got anything you know yeah. we still turned a profit still got a, a couple new connects mm-hmm. so i think that's always important and that's one thing i was really trying to focus on in philadelphia as well because like the first hour like we sold like a bunch of pieces i was like oh crap this isn't this isn't gonna be bad then the second hour was like okay guys third hour was like oh then of course the end it starts to pick up again right yeah. like people want those last minute deals yeah. but it's like through through that whole experience i still had to engage with people i still have to give out cards because whenever you go to an event you don't want to go there and not gain anything out of it you know yeah. you still want to be able to like showcase the company and also just like make connections make people and like you know like sh- I-, I took some videos sorry not videos some pictures, pictures so yeah. making content like you have to make it worthwhile and a lot of the times like <coughs> uh, the majority not the majority but a lot of a huge component of an event is just like networking interacting with people showing them your face like I, when you got there, like, I heard a bunch of people, like, saying, hey, welcome back. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Stuff yeah. like that, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, it's it's a good, even if you don't end up, like, selling as much as mm-hmm. you would like, because obviously that is the goal, like, giving out cards, interacting with people mm-hmm. is obviously, like, a really important thing Showing to do face, well. man. You got to show face. Like, yeah. That's, that's really, really important. And even within that, I think, like, that's why it's important for us to, like, pick events accurately. Because I think mm-hmm. right now, when we're picking events, that we're just basing it off where our clients, or what we think our clients are going to be you know what i mean mm-hmm. but then we also have, i think we should like now break that down as like okay what type of client is going to be there you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yes this is a vintage event are these like true vintage heads that really want like the old school polo the old school ralph lauren or are these people just want good decent pieces at a discounted rate yeah you know so i think like within with 
with whatever market we are exposing ourselves to, we kind of have to do like a bit more of our homework to be like, okay, well, let's really curate it specifically for this market, you know? And I think like at the same time, you'll only ever know so much. And like, I think that's why a lot of the times it's really good to have variety too. Yes, yes, yes. To events. Like you shouldn't just have like all t-shirts or all windbreakers or all whatever. Mm. Like it should be like a good mix of everything. And obviously when we're traveling, like we are limited to a certain extent because there's only so much that we can bring. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think like having more variety is better than not having enough. No, a hundred percent. And like, that's one of the things I think is like, I love about fashion and I don't at the same time. There's so much variety. It's impossible to know what everyone wants. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But that's the reality of it. But that's on us. We have yeah. to figure that out. We have to make sure we're connected with our community to understand, like, hey, like, what do you guys want? That's literally <coughs> the whole purpose of a business. Yeah, and that's why I kind of, like, really like Instagram because, like, sometimes when we do Free Friday, I'll message people. Well, I won't message people. I'll put, like, a question of the day out and be like, hey, like, what products do you guys think we should carry now? Yeah. And it's really interesting to see what people like. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, Comme de Garçon. A lot of people are like, oh, well vintage Louis Vuitton like you know what I mean like there's so much different variations that go into it and it's like yeah. unfortunately we can't cater to everyone but it's like okay well if that piece does come across our eyes yeah of course we're gonna grab it you know mm -hmm. what I mean so I think it's important it's just that like we just have to be in tune with the demographic have yeah. to be in tune with the people and what they want and everything you know what I mean yeah no for sure so I think that's once we're out of tune with that, we're not doing... Yeah, we're not in business anymore, right? Exactly. I don't know. Every time we talk about that, I feel like we just go straight back to, like, when we initially started the business. Yeah, we you, messed up. You guys... Honestly, guys, you guys have probably heard this, like, ten times already. Messed like, up. when we first started the business, guys, we had no idea what we were doing. We were so selfish and self-centered because we were just focused on the way we want to run the business, what we thought was best for Clarendon Co. Yeah. But what's best for Clarendon Co. is what our clients want. Exactly. And, like, sometimes we, we lost that at the beginning. And I remember, like, when we, we were starting to transition over into what our clients want I think it was kind of hard for us because we were like oh, are we being real are we being genuine to who we are yeah we felt fake mm -hmm. we felt like I don't know it's like we've said like yeah I like this style like this style mm -hmm. forever mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like switch up switch like you, like, know, like, switch up. Yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> you know what I mean so like at a certain point we were like are we being true to ourselves are we like sellouts even mm -hmm. though like no one really cares that much yeah, like, yeah. You know no, I, th I, mean? I think in terms of our, our like for us or like what well, we like yeah we definitely sold out I, 100%. But I think at the same time, yes, but I don't know, like it's business. Like at the end of the day, I stand behind that's, our That's And that's what our problem was. Yeah. We were thinking business-wise. Yeah, we like business -wise. I stand behind our product mm -hmm. and I stand behind the quality of our product and its value and all of those things. Do I like every single style? No. No. But, but do but, I know that it's a good quality product that somebody is going to enjoy mm -hmm. because they're buying it? Yeah, 100%. And that's, I think, that's the good aspect about it. And that's what we're more so focused on. Like I don't have to love it. But we better make sure our clients do. Of course. Is it going to be tattered? Is it going to be rugged? Is it going to be like in back condition? No. We're going to yeah. make sure it's the best quality product for that client. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to run a business. Yeah. Of course, it would be nice to only sell things that you do love and you do enjoy or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, to be honest with you, like there's like 30% of the pieces that we get, we're like, oh, well, I'm not a huge fan of this. But like I oh, know that X, Y, and Z loves this. So let's get it for them. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like the mindset that we had initially was really naive of us yeah. in a sense because realistically like that's what business is it's not like what is you know there you could be selling i don't know chocolate bars and be allergic to chocolate yeah you know what i mean like that doesn't make you a sellout that just means that you know what other people enjoy and mm -hmm. like doesn't mean that you're a bad person for selling something mm -hmm. that you personally don't like but you're providing people with what they do yeah because you know? i'm sure not every ceo in mcdonald's likes the hamburgers yeah. or like likes the fries no. Like, you know, maybe they're not the biggest fans of the milkshake. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but like that's okay. Yeah. I, th- I definitely think that's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, that's something that we just kind of constantly just have to go through and just understand that through our business, like focus on the client, what the client wants, and that's what's most important. Mm-hmm. Um, um, staying on the idea of events, one thing that I, I like what we've, one thing that we've been able to do well is try not to spend too much money when we go to events. Yeah. That's whether we're renting cars to go to an event because that's an added expense. Yeah. Depending on how far the event is, do we want to maybe take a bus or do we want to fly? Yeah. And even like small things like buying food. Yeah. Or like purchasing other pieces of clothing or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, honestly, we've gotten really, really good at being frugal. Like, even back to, like, basics. Like, before, both of us used to go to the events, and then we realized we don't really both need to be there. Like, yeah, it's nice. Especially in, especially when we do go, like, out of, um, out of country and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to travel together and stuff like that, but we don't both have to be there. So, like, right then and there, we save, like, some anywhere from, like, two to five to six, seven hundred dollars yeah, yeah. on a ticket. Mm-hmm. And then... We honestly, when it comes to like accommodations, like you, you're staying in like the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, the bare minimum. As long as there's Wi-Fi, I'm fine. I don't even need a yeah. bed. Just give me Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean. As long as there's Wi-Fi, like I think you honestly, we haven't you haven't stayed in the hostel yet, have you? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Like, we thinking that. But yeah. honestly, like the way they're set up, they're almost our hostels essentially. Yeah, honestly, thank goodness for Airbnb because. <coughs> no, most definitely. They do a really good job at like providing really good places for a really fair and affordable amount mm-hmm. so that's always nice and then yeah in terms of like food you try not to buy a whole ton of food or anything like yeah. that it's not like you go, it's an added expense it's an added expense yeah like when it comes to like anytime i'm organizing the logistics for the event i always make sure that i pick a location for him to stay at that's really close to where the actual event is not just for like time but for money too like a lot of the times we you're bringing stuff carrying stuff so you need to take an uber like it's a big difference if it's a 30 40 dollar uber or a 10 dollar uber right no 100 so like we try to look out for things like that or proximity to like walmart if we need to go there or different places making sure that everything's kind of close by so it's not costing us too much to and, I, and i think like this is the realistic part of business that a lot of people don't focus on a lot yeah. of times they focus on like oh well these guys are getting money oh well these guys are traveling but it's like yes that is true but we're also sacrificing a lot as well even though they're all they are small accommodations we're sacrificing yeah. at the end of the day it's about how much money you're saving it's good to make a lot of money of course when we go to the events but we always have to keep in mind that if we don't save money mm-hmm. we we might as well like didn't it was like pointless for us to even go to go to these events you know what i mean yeah. so i think there are aspects of business where a lot of people don't talk about and they think it's all like roses like oh wow like wow these guys are always traveling da, da, da. it's like yeah we are but we're also doing the bare minimum as well too just yeah. to ensure that the expenses are low so our profit margins can be so much higher you know? yeah if you really want to know the bare minimum remember our, our greyhound oh my god yeah uh, okay so this is the real bare minimum so one time we took a greyhound from here to somewhere else mm-hmm. okay did the event, came back the same night, mm-hmm. took a Greyhound back the same night just so we wouldn't have to 
use an Airbnb or use, use an Airbnb. Money. Yeah. yeah, and that's the reality of it. It's like yo, if you want to save money, you'll get creative. Yeah, and we got extremely creative. You yeah, know what I mean? but it was so fun though because like we ended up like chilling for a bit. We got a good some good food. Yeah, like you know what I mean. And we literally slept for like eight hours straight on the bus. And when we woke up, we're like, oh, we're in Toronto. We're like, oh, yeah. Nice. Like, yeah, it was the best. Like yeah. you know what I mean. I think like just the ride back was so worth it because it's like you, you didn't notice it. And honestly, I felt like I felt like so. I don't know. I felt like we were like cow. Like like we're rugging it. Yeah, yeah we're, we're roughing it. Tight. We're just like cowboys, just like traveling, uh-huh. you know, backpacking with our luggage, you know. Like it was just, it was, it was fun. It was mm-hmm. fun. And to like look back on it, it's it's a nice and like nostalgic thing to think about that we did for our business. Yeah, you know? yeah and it's funny too because like I think like stories are like that are what are gonna allow us to resonate with people because it's authentic. It's yeah. true. It's honest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're not always just showing the glamorous aspect of running a business. It's like a lot of the time you kind of have to not necessarily cut corners, but cut costs to figure out what's best for the business. You know, yeah, if we want to, we could have flew down there, yeah. got a nice little hotel. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Gone out to like a nice restaurant. You know what I mean? But it's like, why? Like, well, why? For what? Or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And especially like when this business is like helping us build to the next stage of our financial goals, yeah. we really have to cut costs and sacrifice as much as possible yeah. now, right? And I know like those sacrifices are gonna come in handy one day. You know? No, and, and and that's the one thing that we've realized about like sacrificing is like they always do sacrificing, it's always purposeful. Yeah. It's always for something. There's always that, a reason. Like you know what I mean? There's something that I was watching there was a quote that I saw today, I'm probably gonna mess it up. It was like you either have to sacrifice something, you either have to go through the pain of not having something or the pain of discipline that's like crap I don't have the pain of discipline like you know what I mean forcing yourself to constantly doing something over and over and over again to hopefully and that's the one thing too like we're hopefully gonna get there like none of this is for certain and that's the thing in business right like you're really like trying to be as strategic as possible so you do get that result but that thing about certainty like it depends on you Mm -hmm. like if you don't make the sacrifices if you don't take the actions to get whatever it is that you're trying to get, then it's obviously not going to happen. No, 100%. Do you ever think we're making the, like, the right sacrifices? Because I know we are sacrificing, but, like, there's a difference between, like, sacrificing, like, oh, well, I want to lose weight, so I'm not going to eat past 8 o'clock. Is that, like, really a huge sacrifice, or should you just change your whole diet? You know what I mean? I think, I think we are because we've seen the results. Like, I think, I think if we weren't making the right sacrifices, then our results wouldn't reflect how they reflect. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And I feel like, if we want to get to the point where we both know we want to go, we probably are going to have to make even more sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. So I think like sacrifices are one of those things that if you measure it against results, it's really like useful because mm-hmm. it's scalable, right? If you see like, okay, these sacrifices are giving me these results and I like those results, then what if I sacrifice this, 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 and this? What are my results going to be then? No, no, no. A hundred percent. And like that just shows what we're talking about. Um, I think maybe last week like relationships and consistency like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like we have to remain consistent no matter what and yeah. sometimes we're gonna have to consistently sacrifice yeah, yeah and, and that's the reality of it okay um, I think that's everything that we want to cover this week I'm not gonna ask you if you have any last words because you never do and it makes me sad sorry so I've my lesson um, my last <laughs> words for this week are um, thank you guys so much for 40 episodes strong hopefully we'll get to 80 
then 160 and so forth and so forth again consistency that's one thing like we really want to focus on and by you guys watching this by commenting by commenting on this stuff and just really like showing us that this information is useful i think for me i'm hopefully i'm speaking on behalf of you as well that's what makes this worthwhile do you know what i mean yeah for sure so until next time guys peace